What is going on everybody? Luke Dugan here. Of course, I am your host. And in today's episode, we are going to be joined by Johnny Smith. Now, I know him mainly from the Amazon space, but we've talked about many other things that we are both interested in. For example, in today's episode with him, we're going to be talking about Amazon business, automation, how he moved into a warehouse in the last couple of months, and he is doing Seller Fulfill Prior Merchant Fulfill Amazon FBA. He's basically doing it all. He's also looking into building systems so that he can remove himself from the business and have others working in the warehouse so that he can basically outsource and automate the online business, which is amazing. We also talk about a bit about property. He's recently, uh, you know, he, he's one of his passions and one of his hobbies, um, besides from Amazon, is to be buying and letting out properties. We're going to be talking about that in today's episode. And then just to, uh, you know, finish it off, we're going to be dipping our toes into a little bit of crypto talk. I know it's a very sensitive subject sometimes, but it's just interesting to talk about nonetheless, because just like anyone that does online business, if there's money to be made in other things, it could be affiliate marketing, it could be uh, YouTube, it could be courses, it could be coaching, it could be property, it could be, you know, we can go on forever. It could be, uh, I don't know what else, like crypto stuff. It could be stocks, it could be in other investments in other business investments it's always good just to sort of be open to these things and discuss with others just to see what people feel and you know it might help um give people some information for stuff that they can do besides just selling on amazon because everyone knows it's always best to build multiple streams of income whatever that may be if the opportunity presents itself so we'd like to talk about more than just amazon on this channel and i hope everyone enjoys it see you soon Hello and welcome everybody. So it's Luke DeGan here, of course, I'm your host, and I am joined today by Johnny Smith. So Johnny, would you like to just uh, tell people that might be listening today a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do and where you've come from, the journey to where you are? Yeah, sure, Luke. Um, how you doing? Hope so, hope so well. Um, yeah, so I'm a, primarily a Amazon seller. I I just recently moved into my new warehouse, uh, you know, about three, four months ago. Uh, so it's only a small sort of 3000 square foot, sort of small, medium size. Uh, I've been selling online e-commerce for about uh, 15 years now, uh, but I've gone full time into sort of Amazon space in the last sort of two to three years. Um, before that, I was in, I was in property. Uh, I was in other sort of things as well, sort of all sort of entrepreneurial sort of things, um, kind of wetting my toes and, you know, in a, a bunch of different things. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I'm fully on Amazon, uh, fully on like eBay and stuff like that and uh, really trying to push it. Yeah. So it's like, a, a, you know, in terms of like what you're doing from your warehouse, you're doing like 95% Amazon and 5% eBay or maybe you, are you doing other things that you've got in you know, the pipeline or something as well? Yeah. So... I mean, I'm really, really trying to push eBay, you know, and I'm trying to put about five to 10 listings a day on, well, not me, but my my virtual assistants. Uh, so I'm really, really trying to push it. Um, but, you know, the, the the volume, however many listings I put on, the volume just doesn't compare to um, Amazon. I just don't know if it ever will. Uh, maybe for different categories it will, but uh, for what I'm in, uh, what, what I specialize in, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not as much volume there. Uh, so yeah, the main the main focus for us is, is, is Amazon because that's the, uh, you know, that's the breadwinner. That's, that's what brings them brings all the the, the revenue uh, and we sort of split our business between FBA 
and you know, Merchant Fulfilled and Seller Fulfilled Prime. So we always try and have um, exposure on those listings uh, on all sorts of uh, different different fulfillment types. Uh, so that's our focus uh, right now. So, you know, we're always in stock at some sort of fulfillment uh, method. Um, but yeah, so in terms of sort of future goals, it's, it's really is just a, for the next year is, is building this business, building it on Amazon, getting as big as possible. I've got a sort of Shopify brand and my own brand in the pipeline, which is built on, on Shopify, which is I put quite a bit of money into. Uh, but right now I don't want to fully focus on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a few other things I was thinking about delving into, but um, at the moment it really is just get as big as possible on Amazon and really just sort of um, max it out, uh, which is um, it's going well. What's your thoughts on like um, the few, you know, the, maybe you don't think as far ahead, maybe you do, but uh, like the future of where you want to go with Amazon, do you see it like as a stepping stone to something else, which you eventually potentially phase out or get it outsourced so much that you, you know, it's not important if it failed, for example, because you now have moved on to other things. Obviously, if, you're, if the money, if there's money to be made, you're probably not going to fully get out of it because why would you, you know, give up that opportunity? But you kind of see that or are you more like looking to scale and scale and then, you know, in different areas based all about selling maybe on Amazon, eBay, and then at some point decide later on and maybe you haven't thought that far ahead? No, I have. I have. And, you know, I don't want to be in a warehouse, you know, six days a week for, for the next, you know, seven to eight years. Um, so, so the plan is, is is to scale to the point uh I could potentially do it now, but I don't want to because I want to learn more about the you know the warehouse business and the warehouse side of the business more. Uh, but the eventual plan, of course, is is to sort of scale out the warehouse operations where I uh, I don't have to be here and I can just sort of work on on the office side. Um, so you know that's that obviously is warehouse managers, warehouse supervisors. Um, in terms of Amazon, it's just yeah, it's just diverse uh, diversifying. Um, you know, building up this brand outside of Amazon is something I really want to do. Um, I was thinking about maybe getting into wholesale, but the problem with getting into wholesale is uh, you really do cross paths with your current suppliers. So, so every sort of like relationship I've built in the last two years is potentially being jeopardized if I if I go into um you know go into wholesale. But yeah, yeah. I uh, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. So yeah, the, the the plan is yeah. Obviously, I don't want to have to be there. I will still come, but I don't. I want the option where I can stay at home. That's that's what my number one priority for the next year. Um, where you know I can if I want to work home that morning, then it's it's fine. But at the moment, I'm doing um, both roles. So I'm doing the, the warehouse managing and I'm running the business. Um, but I think any sort of new venture or new sort of side of the business, you should always engross yourself fully into it for like the first, you know, at least year uh, until you sort of, you know, really understand it so you can offload it. Uh, and obviously keep your costs down as well. It's like, um, I don't know how many years ago, but I actually, I don't, you probably remember maybe it was before that, but I opened like a mini prep center for myself and I did it all myself. Uh, and I had like six, seven customers or something like, one of the customers was sending, you know, lot a lot, like probably five, six, seven thousand units a month. Wow. Okay. And I basically just got like, uh, so I probably was, you know, I think, I mean, I wasn't invoicing like crazy because I was doing it myself. So you know, it wasn't like a, I was. I think I had one large customer, like one or two medium, and then like the odd small person. Uh, mainly it was the main this woman. She ended up getting suspended in the end. Um, Ooh. A bit after I stopped, she stopped using me uh, because in the end I kind of phased it out. Yeah. Uh, not, not. We're gonna get into that story because I don't actually know the full the full picture um but i just found that where i had to basically go to this i basically had a lock and store i'd like a oh yeah I know those. Six hundred, six hundred. I can't remember how much, what size it was now. Um, so the one that um, Hayden 
Davison had. He probably did. The, yeah, he probably did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. probably because he spoke to me, and I said, "Well, he probably spoke to everyone." But I mean, <laughs> I probably I probably told him at one point. Like, I just did it from Rock and Store. They had electricity in there and all that kind of thing. You, you know, it wasn't and it was like they take packages on the weekends uh, and store it in their little side room or whatever. You, you'd have to go down and get it the same day, but that's okay. Like I just go down there and you know late up well whenever once you know after after midday or something. Yeah, obviously it's not perfect, but it's fine. Like you know, I don't have to worry. Yeah, security and everything. Um, and it wasn't crazy expensive. It was like 450 I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully understand why people go in that direction on, on prepping for other people because uh, one thing I did not realize when moving into my own warehouse is how fast you can prep when you were in control. Uh, I had previous issues with my last prep center where they were understaffed. Um, they just moved into a new warehouse. So their operations were all... Um, you know, quite new, moved into this new place, understaffed. Uh, and at the same time, I grew very quickly. So they just couldn't handle uh, my stock turnaround. You know, it's, mm. it, it could be up to a month. Um, but now I've moved into the warehouse, I'm, I'm realizing that, um, you know, I can, the staff can prep a pallet in the morning. So in a morning shift, they can do a pallet. So for me, uh, one, of, one of the things I'm really trying to do right now is have enough infantry to go to Amazon, uh, where there's sort of like a two, three day buffer. So the staff always have something to do. Because uh, the worst thing to do is, is to have idle staff. Um, yeah, that actually, that actually, sorry, that could, just while you're on that point, that reminds me of um, when I paid for a full-time staff member yeah. like the, earlier this year. Uh, and I, it didn't work out and I was phasing it out at the time. And then I had, we all had that notice to say, well, your restock limits is now like zero pretty much you know, you know it's nothing and you're overstocked by about six thousand units uh so you can't send any stock in yeah and so in my mind i was like wow thank god it, it was not only more expensive so that's why i got sort of phased out and got went back to a prep center but the variable cost of a prep center like yeah it's more expensive but it's also like i mean i couldn't send anything in for like six weeks at all yeah well i'll be paying the, the, you know for everything for six weeks and i don't know what would that be i think i was paying three grand a month so that'd be like four and a half grand that i basically would pay out without anything happening yeah and i was like that's like uh, you know even just if that happens once every two years it's still not good that's still pretty you know i'd rather have that the choice is, is what it is um, and where i'm paying you know i'm getting all this all the work's getting done up front i get billed at the end of the month yeah don't have to buy any prep don't have to no upfront cost in boxes through three grand worth of boxes from uh you know pallets and you know, all that kind of and so i that's actually what happened sure to me which was interesting i know that's a bit of a was a bit of a unusual little circum like circumstances it was like not really something that's probably going to happen again like as extreme as it did um but again you never know anyway i'll let it i'll let you carry on because i don't want to take her take over, <laughs> take over here. <laughs> well that fully makes sense and that's definitely the best perk of of a prep center is okay i'm going to send loads of stock this month and then i'm just going to relax for a month you know you have that flexibility where you don't have to pay for staff you don't have to pay for rent um so you know you can you know choose when you want to send stock in and when not uh for me it's um it's it is a good thing because it pushes me to grow the business but i'm constantly like okay i need to source i need to get this inventory uh for this day so they can build the pallets of the staff are constantly in use um you know it's, it's a constant sort of thing where i'm like okay i need to keep them busy uh you know fortunately i also have you know merchant fulfilled with like ebay seller fulfilled prime merchant fulfilled uh, and all of that so you know we're doing 100 to 150 orders a day with that but you know still <laughs> I, I just i couldn't believe how fast the staff members could do it but one can do that in you know less than a day so you know i, I how many staff do you have i have two full-time staff members um but you know what they can do um you know about 500 to 600 units to amazon uh, a day plus um about 150 to 200 merchant 
fulfilled orders a day, just two full-time staff members, which is it's a lot. It's a lot, and that's a lot of sourcing. And with the restock limits, obviously, you don't want to send in like three months of stock. So when you're only when you're sending in you know 500 to 600 units a day, um, you know it's a quite a lot of SKUs. So you have mm. to source constantly, and uh, you know it, it is really pushing me because I'm I'm building more relationships. I I am finding supplies. I'm sourcing more. I'm uh, I'm doing all that sort of side because I just you know it's really pushing me to grow. Um, but yeah, obviously it's just not as easy. It's not I know, entrepreneurship is, is mega hard. Um, but yeah, I will. And not only, it's not only difficult, but like you have great great ups and then also you have downs. So like it's not always you know when you're like a seven figure seller, it's not like every month you're making fifteen grand or two. You know, like, you know, there's months where I, I like beginning of this year where I said I uh, trialed the staff members and all that kind of thing. Yeah, thinking it would be beneficial. I actually overall probably lo- I lost money. As in, I for three months I basically just lost money because not only was I paying three grand a month for for the for t- to do it, yeah. like I was paying a full time staff member some rent on a uh, rent on a thingy some like bit uh, you know like bills and stuff like that or maybe it was a bit less than three but whatever it was uh, and then I still had to go and buy all my own prep materials you know like two grand of boxes and every so often and like I, when I looked at it and worked out my average well what I'd sent in and the average cost I was just like but you know I'm, I don't know what, what turnover I would have done over Q1 but that's to say it was like just say it was 200 grand was, I don't know what it was yeah but I probably lost like six grand like because the actual overall I, I I don't know how much I spent on the on this trial maybe it was for four months worth that I did it for but it's it, there was many aspects of it that were terrible even the shipping times it was like it was just taking so long and i but because the only problem is it probably didn't work because i wasn't there yeah like i don't know what was happening i couldn't see i couldn't instruct it was like a very weird not weird but it was just very like not right um, yeah you've probably seen like my warehouse where i have like a, a bird's eye view of, of, the, of the prepping and stuff like that yeah uh, i saw that mezzanine floor <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah i mean there's like you know there's software now there's like 2d barcodes uh you know 2d workflow.com i'm not i'm not an affiliate whatsoever but there is there's more software out now which makes prep a lot easier a lot faster um so yeah i I, I don't know i one thing i do understand is why i've seen a lot of sellers before who've gone they basically turned their amazon business into prep centers uh i understand that now because it's just a lot less pressure on yourself i think um kev blackburn does it like the best in terms of like i don't i'm not as i've never used them so i don't actually know yeah that side of things but from a business point of view he's got like everything streamlined to the max like he's even got like every unit you send to amazon recorded so that if you ever have to prove stuff went into a box then you then it's like literally video video documented is this he's got i mean it's, I'm, maybe there's others like him or whatever but um i just when when, I, when i'm watching him it's just like everything's filmed everything's it just looks really sl- he keeps he keeps you know he doesn't, you almost don't have to keep improving it if you don't want to but he's he seems to be like right we've now got this so if i know it's obviously a usp like no one else probably does, does that quite like he does well that i've seen so that might get more customers for example but it, i find that he well it looks like he is he's doing it the best out of all of them although i haven't seen a lot of the others like behind the scenes so again um don't take my word for it but yeah yeah kev does it really well and um he's obviously very good at systems and stuff like that but you know i think he took a bit of a back seat on the prep center because he has uh you know his i think his girlfriend or wife uh who takes care of the managing and stuff like that mm. so now that sort of gave him 
the opportunity where he can really work on you know the systems um i believe he has like a training company i don't i'm not too sure um but he does all these sort of other little bits yeah. with the prep center but yeah he's a yeah he's really good but you know i kind of i'm, I'm curious why he stopped selling on amazon because uh and i think because having a warehouse myself now you know it is a lot of work it's a lot of capital to to, to run amazon business out of sort of a three thousand square foot to keep everyone busy so uh you know maybe he started prepping for people and thought well maybe it's more money here there's, there's actually more profit profit to be in the prep center to have an amazon business uh i guess that's why he diverted well maybe yeah maybe maybe that capital can be better utilized you know yeah that's the only problem that the higher you want to grow your amazon business it's not direct 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 correlation but relatively there is obviously you need more capital obviously if you've got fast turnover stock you get same day disbursements for example obviously you don't need as much yeah um but you know if you're looking to do a 20 million a year turnover 30 you, you know if you, if you potentially want to keep going of course you're going to have to have hundreds of thousands in, um, in inventory yeah and so maybe maybe he just thought you know what if i utilize that in like five staff members you know doing i don't know you know clearly he seems to know what he's doing yeah he does he does uh, i think he did you know did, does he still do his private label i'm not too sure but i, I do see a lot of boxes in his warehouse um um, I'm not sure if it's his, his own brand, but I know he did test some like nutritional uh, supplements and stuff like that. Yeah, he had those vitamin vitamin things, didn't he? Yeah. But again, um, maybe it's maybe he just saw that, I don't know, maybe his account had issues or something and he was like, you know what, I've got to wind this down. Yeah. I don't know. It could be anything that Amazon does cause. Yeah. He's uh, really good at, um, you know, optimizing his, his capsule as well. Like, um, you know, does he like custom built like his conveyors and stuff like that. Like conveyors are expensive, but, you know, he found a way around it. Uh, I know he fully takes advantage of like the apprentice uh scheme which is something i'm actually looking now is to get some kickstarters so he, he's, he's very very good with his capital um because you know paying for staff is, is expensive right um so if you can make use of his new like kickstarter apprentice schemes and stuff like that which i believe he does um you know it's, it's, it's much much better um but yeah and he's um he's got some franchises as well doesn't he of his prep sense yeah he no he's killing it he's killing it um yeah so like good guy as well he's probably got bigger plans because it sounds like you know not that selling on Amazon is like um, not that good, <laughs> but you know maybe he's just got he always had that plan. He always had that, that like you know step by step. It seems like he thinks ahead a lot. Um, it's quicker to scale, right? If you have a prep center because you don't need that constant uh, capital, right? It's it's more about having more staff and more more space, really, right? Rather than buying more capital by sourcing more. So I do think it's a lot quicker to scale with a, with a prep center. But uh, I don't know if that market's saturated now or not because there's so many prep centers. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I even- <laughs> I, I I see new ones. Well, not always popping up, but I do see new ones. I saw I saw a new one pop up that I hadn't heard of the other day, uh, and then I saw so it was like a Hayden had an old group. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, I, knew, I I I, and I know who they are, and I've seen them around. But when I when they went live, and I actually saw their like office, they got like a massive banner, like a proper like it looks like they've got a proper office, and wow, you know, it's all like it's all like branded out, you know, with their logos and stuff. Like it looked like a you know when you sometimes walk into a, like um the reception, they got a massive logo on the wall, all in light for example I need one of those and that's kind of how it looks like a, literally a huge like whatever you know like logo they have on the wall behind him and I was like ah oh, so you know because you never really know like if these people are big small mid you know what's going on really um, and I was like oh like you know where have these been like they clearly got some capital behind them I and mean, yeah you can have capital and burn through it and not have any customers so I, I get that but you know there's new ones that I see and they're clearly not small well they don't appear small um, and I'm like oh yeah 
But again, a lot of people do jump around prep centers. Yeah. Some, like I had the other day, the one I use, some people say it is terrible. Never use it. I saw that comment. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I haven't got, you know, I, I can only go off by, I actually, and I do say that I can only go off by what experience I have. Um, and some, and, and if you read more of the comments, it was like, some people were saying it was terrible and some people were saying it was great. Ooh. There was like a cut, you know, and I was like, it's just, but then I, it, I don't know, is it to do with like the type of, you know, for example, if they're really small sellers, maybe it, yeah. And they want to get it out tomorrow. It's like, well, you can't get it out tomorrow. Um, you know, you have to wait for it to build up. For, they could have like certain rules. You know, we're not going to ship unless it's two boxes or one. You know, I don't know what they have. Um, clearly, you just don't know. But I find that a lot of people do jump around. Um, and sometimes they jump around multiple times or they run multiple prep centers alongside each other. Yeah. Uh, I've done that before as well. Um, and just because you just sort of spreading your risk in case anything does happen or, you know, there's delays and stuff. So I think there is like, there's at least enough opportunity that someone could always take a lot of the sort of market share uh if they're good enough um you know competitive in every way i just find that when i did it it was all right because it was just me yeah uh, and i was basically just trading my time at the time you know at the time i was trading my time rather than um stuff for example you know then it sort of does dilute it a bit yeah um but i do think if you if you you know let's say you're someone's putting through you, you're billing them two grand a month mm. even if you're making 10 percent uh and the rest on expenses obviously if you can scale that to like a thousand customers for you know, it, obviously, it's like almost like selling volume on Amazon. Almost, you know, um, if you can get that volume, uh, even if your expenses are a bit higher potentially than someone else, you make mm. the money that way. So even though you're not making a lot per customer, if you get enough customers on board, you, you can make it. Yeah, you know, I, I was you know, potentially thinking about um, doing sort of private prep. You know, not actually having a proper company. Um, but you know, um, you need different types of insurances, of course, and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about doing something similar to you, having sort of three or four clients um because you know it does it does take the pressure off uh you know your amazon business um because you know you'd have that buffer of stock where the staff are always busy which is basically what you want but at the same time i don't want a distraction away from my own business so for me it's not something i'll do until uh my my business is fully you know up and running and fully operated uh fully staffed kitted out and stuff like that um to say i I, one thing i don't understand is um that the prep center you you use they're they're 40p right per unit yeah for everything that's and they're sort of on the m25 outside london right they're like aylesbury aylesbury yeah aylesbury's extremely expensive for rent i I have no idea how they do that for 40p (laughs) well i've been there i have actually been there so uh, unfortunately which is you know bad for me long well it's bad for me because he did basically go to a bigger unit yeah and just as he i think he must have had like a bit of like what what do they call it where you've got grace period yeah um because that was when the restock limits hit so he just moved in like four weeks before okay uh and obviously his rent you know he's I, I saw photos of it, it was proper like kitted out everything yeah and then um the restart limits here and basically he messaged because i was i told him in advance i was like mate by the way you're gonna have issues because you know because he because he does i think he sells books but he's he probably just not aware as quick as i am yes yeah, yeah yeah so i just told him just so he could figure it like work it out um and then he messaged me a couple of weeks later saying oh god like you know no like literally we're not doing anything here like there's nothing there's no work for us to do yeah and and then he ended up moving back to where 
where he was originally uh probably because he because it's an unknown you don't know how long that's going to go on for and we didn't even know how long that was going to go on for or if it would change in the future so he actually went back and it was a it's it's like um a unit in a farm so it's like you drive into a farm then they've got loads of units okay um but they basically just they rent out for different businesses like it's just i guess they just had loads of space and they um did that and i have been there it's not massive but it's also not small there's, there's not you know it's like i don't, I don't know oh, it's hard to say how big it is because i don't really know sizes that well but he has about i think now he has like five staff which isn't crazy big you know either wow but i but the people that uh, i think there's a manager and there's like three or four and i think uh, like girl full, full-time girls there and i know that he i messaged him the other day i was like you know because i'm quite open with him i'm like you know what do i need to find another prep center for q4 like and he, he knows me like i've been with him long enough for him to know like he'd just tell me yes or no or whatever um because overall he was he wants to keep me like longer term of course yeah but he did say that um but i do think it is a slightly tight for margins at that price so that's what so like if people i think you know if, if you were just selling bubble wrap stuff all the time he probably would let you go yeah i mean you'd lose money because it's just gonna lose him money yeah it's gonna end up losing him money um and like i sent him i sent him like 500 items not not on purpose but they needed bubble wrap it it was like 550 for christmas like christmas stuff but i wouldn't i wouldn't think they're gonna be bubble wrapped but amazon said bubble wrap and i was like oh damn it Ooh. Uh, and then he messaged me and was like mate this is gonna take a whole day <laughs> for us to prep these uh, i don't know how many staff he would have put on that he's like can we just talk about the price of it and i was like yeah yeah because i'm like fair enough it's gonna take you all day uh and obviously so i paid that's the labor cost more than you know well like yeah i guess it's the labor cost i don't quite know yeah i was like yeah you can just put on like, i don't know what I, I said in the end i said i just upped the price and i was like if that's not a lot not enough then let me know yeah um but if people were sending that's so that's why people maybe have had negative experiences because um again if they're smaller sellers it's probably not worth the time as much for them to do it well, it's not really because then they need to make enough to actually pay for it you know they want to be making more i don't know in the thousands of in, you know, invoice value thousands or high high sort of teens is that right yeah but when you order like wholesale like it all comes in case packs right it's nicely together it's easy to count um yeah you know you're you're a high volume seller so you're doing thousands um, a month and i sell the same stuff so it's probably really streamlined now in terms of what they they're used to knowing yes i don't even tell them anymore like what the prep they need to do on most of the stuff yeah um, like before i used to like sort of list out like this needs that this needs that but now all i do is i tell them if there's anything un- unusual like that that ball thing that thing with 550 things yeah was like bubble wrap so i, I just in, i just literally just pick out the re- and otherwise they just get on with it yeah um and i don't even they give me the list send them the labels and well i have i've never had any issues at amazon so they must be doing it right um and and that, so i so for me it's obviously worth doing because they're getting like even if they're not making tons of money like like i said before with the even if you're making 10 percent but if in q4 he's billing me like 40 grand you know it's yeah that's not all year but okay he, he can make i don't know he can make four grand over q4 he pays all the rest of the expenses but that's only over three months for one person and he's not really doing the work so obviously that's not all year so i don't exactly know i don't know, I don't know what accounts are like or anything but i think um when you're that low it's i think the focus is on more volume sellers and so that's probably as well another reason why people who are smaller sellers potentially have had issues um, because yeah. if he loses, for example, me or I don't know who else he's got, then he wouldn't be able to keep running as a business potentially. If he lost like two or three of them all at once or something, because the service wasn't good enough, he would have to increase prices. Um, or you know, it, and it's not impossible that he at some point 
their their changer and have it tiered um, so that it's worth their time for newer set of Originally, I think he did it just to get customers. Um, yeah, it's incredibly cheap. I I mean, because I, I I was like, yeah, I I come all day. Like you know, I'll, I'll do this. I wouldn't even think twice as long as it, they they did what I wanted. I wouldn't even I wouldn't like critique it. You know, to figure out I was just give it a go at that price and work it out later. And I've been using it for ages now. And like, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if my prep bill would be if I like had like a you know like seventy p or something just to work out a rough number. Because I know someone actually mentioned in Elite Sellers Academy. Yeah, they were like, and this is actually probably true how are you making money on groceries Luke or some groceries that he's finding because I can't find it and I was like well, what are your prep costs he said one pound for bubble wrap Ooh. so one pound for bundles that's what he said bubble wrap is easy it's just a bubble bag <laughs> and, I was, and, in my, uh, and I was like but he said bundles so I don't know even if it was potentially more for bubble wrap uh, and I was like well that's probably part of it like I don't you know it's not going to be all of it but like you know is he shipping pallets as well that kind of thing uh, I don't think he was because he said he was under the VAT not that he isn't but just didn't sound like he was either um so you're almost gonna like that could be why because like stuff that i'm making a quid on potentially and like i sell 300 a month that's 300 quid do that 10 times very simple yes that's pretty much how i would see it yeah but if he's making if i'm making but if he's now make he's now going to be making like 40p he probably isn't even like spending half a second looking at it he's just like that's junk yeah the, the money we made is is usually boxes actually um looking at the prices like sometimes you can like 10x uh because you know i'm buying a lot of my boxes for about 20 30p and i know prep how are you yeah, yeah. So perhaps I'm gonna sell them for what two fifty, three pounds. My one sells mine for like quid twenty. What <laughs> is that? Pallet so pallet boxes, right? Maybe. Okay, yeah. So the pallet boxes I use are twenty two p. So it's still a good, good markup, but that's where the money is. I imagine it's in the boxes. Um, but I do get like a bit of a better rate, so that could be why I actually get it a bit cheaper than that. Yeah. Than that forty p forty p. Actually get cheaper. Wow. Um, only because uh, I was the largest. Well, not not everyone's gonna watch it. But I get. I think I get thirty p. Wow. Uh, for everything. But I'll get, again, so that's why when I had 530 or whatever it was of like bubble wrap things, I was happy just to say, yeah, whack. I think I said 50p. Yeah. Um, like I just I just randomly just picked a number. I said 50p is fine. Do you keep like a close eye on like your storage fees and stuff like that at Amazon? Because I didn't realize how high where they were until like a year ago. Not really, but I have periodically checked and kind of been like, you know, that's, I don't. I probably, it probably should be something that I look at more. And at some point, I, I know that I will get around to everything at some point. Like while it's Q4, I'm not going to be worried. Probably January because like this year I had so much. Ultimately, I had so much leftover crap. Yeah. That, um, I mean, I had these white chocolate Terry's chocolate orange balls from last year, and I think I maybe I sold them just now. Oh, they! I had those. But I, I almost couldn't get rid of them. You know, like I, I, I sell them for like two. I don't even know what it was. It was like it went down to so cheap, like four or forty-five or three ninety-nine or whatever it ended up being. And yeah, because I had so many, what am I going to do with them? I can't give them. Like, yeah. I can recall them, and then what's the prep sender going to do with them? They're stuck with them, and then that means they can't receive my stock because I basically got all my crap there. Yeah, all the Terry's are actually. Yeah, uh, all their buy boxes are suppressed at the moment. Te- yeah, they're terrible. It's, well, I mean, I think I found one that was like that works. I had to say yeah, one probably. <laughs> Yeah. And I've still got loads of Bisto sauces, cheese. Actually, they've been selling all right now. Four pack of Bisto. I've got loads at the warehouse. I, I merch and fill those. Um, they actually have started selling for like $8.99 now. Yes. Or something like that. Or $9.99, something around there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, I'm, I think I fall 45 like in a month. But I had like 400 of these because I got them uh, wholesale and I got yeah. uh, like a bulk to get discount. Uh, and at the time, I was probably selling like 100 and something a month. Um, and I was like, you know, back in the day, three months ish supply. No no problem 
yeah. get the discount, whack it in, move on. I uh, got the capital and all that. Don't need to worry about that. Then obviously the buy box suppression, seller fulfilled prime came in and all that, and I was suddenly like one. A month. Yeah, I had the same and thing. I was just like, I bought four hundred and fifty. I was like, <laughs> uh, but then how am I going to recall like four pallets of Vistos? So, you know, like, it's just it was just like, and in the end, I had to just. They work really well. They work really well on eBay, actually. It's a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah, you can sell them for about nine ninety nine on eBay. The the four pack where where it works out. But I had the same thing with the curry and the cheese where um they got suppressed so like a lot of my like two packs of it um i had like i think 150 or 200 um so i just sent them all back and now i just sort of sell them merchant fulfilled and you know i kind of crashed the price on some of the some of the listings just to get rid of it yeah i basically thought what well, if how much is it this is how i thought how much is the cost of the good and how much is it to recall it if i can at least and let's say that was three quid let's say all oh, like that cost was three quid yeah i can basically sell that product on amazon and lose three quid yes and and there's no more hassle after that actually the hassle of getting it back to the prep center and that's probably worth a bit of money in itself because it's gonna have to sit somewhere pick up space yeah so i was basically losing money that's probably people like oh why are people losing money well that's why because <laughs> like yeah you know, it's better to do that and just get get it gone than it was anything else um and so yeah, yeah a lot of the stuff a lot of my higher I, I didn't have tons we had like 10 listings but i had a lot of them a lot of units i mean yeah but one of the killers actually one of, honestly one of the profit killers and one of the best things about having a warehouse is, is saving on, on storage costs um you know storage costs uh, uh, it's something I, I check um, probably daily uh, what I'm paying in monthly storage um, there's this advent calendar which I believe you sell but I have you know two pallets at Amazon right now mm. uh, so it's about 360 I think you probably know what I'm talking about um, but the actual monthly storage cost for those two pallets is 80 pounds a month I mean it's, <laughs> it's a lot of money um, if it, you know, if that's just one SKU right and you have you know a thousand SKUs it does add up um, I can't remember what my largest uh, largest monthly cost has been for prep i mean it must be over a thousand pounds at some point i mean it's never been any more than that i don't think uh i'm yeah i'm thinking more a lot i can't you know what, I, I kind of forget it it blurs into one whole mess <laughs> not mess but it just blurs into like kind of like the last two years it's the mini cheddars that take it up those mini cheddars yeah. which ones <laughs> you know the uh the, the mini cheddars that you sell on like three packs and stuff like that that they are um oh three pack of oh, I actually yeah sold a couple of different versions of mini cheddars normal, i still sell them but versions. the storage cost is insane so I, I only send in about 14 days of stocking because otherwise you're just you're getting killed with storage costs so uh it's definitely something interesting yeah that, that's that's something i've learned this year is is like is cause I, this is what i thought actually when it got to about middle of the year i thought if i had basically done nothing this year i could even be more i have more money because remember i told you i spent like seven or i lost seven or eight grand doing that yeah uh, trialing that thing so i'd already had that like go like go against me then i had like everything basically just breaking even or selling for a bit of a loss so i barely you know so yeah i made money but then i also had the things that laid a loss had to go against that profit that of the pro products that made money if you get what i mean and so it wasn't there for that great and i was like the amount of effort that i could have basically if i did nothing i could be at least at the same point as i am now because i i've just I'm, I'm almost going forwards and backwards forwards back 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 forward, and it's like it's tough right all that all that energy yeah. i all that energy i put in thinking because last year was so like the glory days you know it, it was all it was almost guaranteed to it's back i think it's back now though like um i think F the glory days yeah I, no i i think like fba the, the the sales volume is is as good or better than last year uh and now the, the actual pricing and stuff is, is much better for like, fba obviously yeah i i know it's, it, it basically felt, felt 
because I was, I was luckily I was right in what I was saying because I was telling people roughly you were, yeah, what I thought about it. Uh, also, I could have been totally wrong, and then I would be crying in the toilets because, like, I, I'm acting on that as well. You know, I was just saying that it's kind of slowly, blah 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 blah, slowly the prices are slowly increased, and also that was a hope as well because because you never know. Like I was saying, these kind of things that happened before, and then they always kind of revert back pretty much normal, and it kind of did. Like it's probably still some silicon filled prime crap going on somewhere. I don't know, but most of it's fine. All the prices are recovered, and actually, I think this q4 could actually be better than last q4 me too this is the reasons why um because on new on new SKUs there was a limit of 200 initially you remember that yeah i do yeah and so yeah you it would up it would go up as you sell and it realizes you can sell more than that a month or whatever but i can go ahead now and send in five or six well, i just told you i was sending in 500 and something 50 of these bubble wrap things in one <laughs> yeah. go um and so i can i'm basically not going to be missing out on all those sales because that, that that 200 never went up fast it didn't like triple it overnight or anything so i can take it advantages of that on the really great sellers that I really wanted to get in more last year but I just couldn't because I just wouldn't be able to send them in yeah and also I think where people do have those restock limits and I actually think and, and so the interesting point about restock limits is I guess and the IPI score and I yeah. said this as well like not as op- often but I said it is that I it's not that important uh if you're well ultimately if you're a bigger seller it's not that important because mine's are 480 and it's actually been worse than this yeah. and it's been like that for about the whole year because I told you I've got all, all of that it's basically based on all that crap that was just left from all the issues yeah mine's the same actually it's about 483 and it's going up slowly now but it's only just about recovering and my re- my my restock limits is going well originally at one point it was at 6,000 I believe right at the worst point and now it's at 45 like the limit yep um, and my it's exactly the same story as me yeah yeah and this cubic feet is even though it's, I've now got not got unlimited it's 5,000 and a little bit um, which is the equivalent of like I think I worked out as like 70, 65 60 something thousand units of stock if i if i break down my current inventory yeah. by what i'm using and then work out what that would actually mean it would mean that i'd hit my restock limits first which would be currently forty-four thousand, i think it is but that's still i mean i only had it at my peak it's a lot of stock my peak of last q4 was 20 to twenty-two thousand, and then because obviously then q4 kicks in you never like every time you send stock in it just it just disappears so like you can sell like so you know even though it says restock of 20 grab twenty thousand, you could sell a hundred thousand in a month easy on, on volume yeah uh, so it doesn't it's not as important either and i saw it as that even if i take a short this is how i'm actually playing october this month i'm gonna overstock i always seem to overstock on the things that i really wanted to last year but i just couldn't because of that 200 limit because i because again the supply you never know what the supply is going to be like yeah uh, if i can't you know if there's a two-week period where i can't get something on a handful of products that is a lot of money burning like i'm, I'm losing and i'd rather basically pay storage fees that makes sense yeah opt for october and have a small impact on my ip I score because I'm not selling this stuff. I might be I might sell 30. I have 600. Um, and as I'm paying, I see it as like an insurance cost. So I'm paying storage fees and an IPI. They're taking that away from me. But the long-term gain is that I'll have like loads in stock for when actually when I want it. Uh, and that's gonna offset one basically for two months, I'll make gains for one month's payment of storage and and then I can and then now that I've got a buffer, I can I can actually with accuracy potentially restock that efficiently uh, because I haven't just got 50 in stock and i'm panicking and i sell 30 today well i'm screwed yeah. for, you know i can't i can't keep that up I, i'm gonna be it's gonna be gaps everywhere or i'm not selling it so if i have that buffer i can i can adjust to it like perfectly oh well potentially if it's sold a thousand in a day no i couldn't and then i then i thought that also leads to people thinking if the profit is slightly lower like volume products 
then a lot of people will probably have storage limits that are not 45,000. They could be 10,000. Yeah. Or people may not be really, they'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't want to sell, I don't want to have 500 units taken up by that. That's making a quid or 50p, at, you know, because it might vary through the season, through the seasonal time. I'm going to be focusing on that 30 to 40% because I know it's going to sell and it sells in volume because, and 10,000 isn't a lot for Q4 or 15,000 isn't a lot for Q4. So I'm not even going to bother with those areas. So the competition could be a lot lower or the, the amount of stock that people have is far less than when it was last year where everyone was just sending in everything in abundance and that makes sense you know no everyone thought it was like christmas every day so i don't know in that side of things like it, it could just be as business as usual q4 but i think maybe the pricing the, the profits would be higher not all not all the time of course but when you're able to when you're able to see that that seasonal peak uh it might be able to flush out the sort of people at the floor the the, the you know the, the buy box at the lowest and 30 and 40 in stock what if it's selling 400 a day i can just sit back for a day or two and and yeah. had that exclusive buy box for even a couple of days I can double my profits and burn through 500 units and so I'll be doing and I normally do that anyway but it's a lot more day to day looking at the best sellers and seeing like uh, again this isn't my podcast I know I'm interviewing you and I seem to be taking over a bit but I get I get, I get a little excited you get excited it's Christmas man like, <laughs> uh, I get it and I, I, I know that's a potentially and I do that on like a handful of real great sellers I really keep a firm eye on like every hour yeah. um, how it's doing like what's how many of the competition sold by looking at their stock? How many have I sold in? You know, when I when I have sold it, how many have I sold in a in a group? Every thirty seconds have I sold it for like twenty yeah. minutes, and I can then go, okay, if I can have the buy box all day, and I'm selling one every thirty seconds, and I can just you know I can start playing around with numbers, yeah. uh, and then go, okay, well, how much until there's no stock? Is there supply from the retailer? No. Is there the supply yesterday? No, because I'm checking every day. Okay, well that supply at the moment is four days worth, and for the last two days there's been no more, so there could be people jumping on. But if it keeps being no stock. At one point, I'll be the only seller because no one can get any more. I can double the price. Well, maybe not double, but you know, I can double my profits maybe. And I, I do a lot of that over Q4. Yeah, that's a good tactic. On the, on um on like a hand, you know, I, I basically just track all the best sellers because obviously if they're they're selling crazy amounts. Even 500 might not be a lot of stuff, and a lot of people won't be aware of that so much. They might be buying 100 or 200, thinking it's loads, but actually it can burn. You know, within five days, you can burn through 10 sellers at hundreds in stock or whatever. And then I only need to have the buy box for a handful of days at, at that just to burn through all mine because i got the whole basically i'm getting every sale so yeah. like you can I, I, I love doing it's more fun doing that because you feel like really smart <laughs> for doing it yeah. but it, that's like kind of, it's very egoy but like you just find like oh yeah like you know I, I i saw that and i you know i overcome it but i like to do that and hopefully i think maybe the opportunity for that kind of thing will be uh better this year but who knows we'll see. There, there we go i bet i burnt through all my energy there so i, like, I can let you ch- chat, for, <laughs> chat for <laughs> i mean look that's that's one of the benefits of uh having a warehouse right is you know if it does go out of stock in in Amazon, then I can also I'm I'm still selling it because I always have stock at the warehouse as well, right? Because you know I, I you know it's everyone hates this and you probably hate this as well, but I think I'm on the listing about twelve to thirteen times because I have Merchant fulfilled, Seller fulfilled, Prime FBA, and I have you know probably ten more listings on the same SKU with all the different MOQs. Uh, people probably hate it, and it also skews the numbers on Keeper because people think a listing is crowded, but this is actually just me on it like fifteen times. Um, I don't. You probably. I don't know if you've seen it. But, I've not um, actually seen. Um, yeah. No, I haven't. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Um, I had these Avancanders last year, and they. I you know. I bought. I think. I think I bought 180, and I sold them out. They sold out in two days. 
days on yeah. um and i was like okay i can't get any more because the supplies um you know stocked out you know there's not enough time to get them in before uh december so you know i've just i potentially lost out what like on a lot of money there right if you had enough stock um that's a lot of opportunity costs a lot of lost sales so yeah this year's different though i i have <laughs> i have a hell of a lot of those yeah i think i bought like um 400 no, i think i had like 300 in stock or something uh, i bought like another 150 They're like a rectangle box well the one i'm talking about yeah me too i know what you're talking about they're all kind of rectangle but it's like a slightly bigger rectangle box yeah so i've got i've got eight pallets of those just just sitting here in the warehouse just ready to go because just because last year i just they sold so quickly um and you don't have to be you know even now they're i'm not worried like i think the price is actually like a bit lower than what i think I mean, the one i'm looking at was like it's like eight pound 21 or something at the moment yeah, it's exactly what we're talking about it's eight pound 21 and i've set my mic like, i think 8.99 is the minimum just i can't remember what it even gives me but i've just set that but i actually think it was higher well it fluctuates a bit anyway i know that but i just said it as- i mean I've, i'll tell you my numbers though i mean i've already sold this year uh this like q4 and everyone's gonna start buying calendars now but this year i because i've you know i built my own software and stuff i've got all this track right. uh i've already sold 308 this year and then this week i've sold 155 you know and it's october so i mean maybe you need to buy more <laughs> You know, and what I'm doing as well is I, but this is what I'm doing. I am now tracking those same products. So yeah. a lot of these I sold last year and I'm just improving it. Um, but I'm also looking for new new ones potentially that all come up. Um, yeah. The only one I haven't seen is like a Quality Street one <laughs> that I sold last year. That was very similar to some others, but I'm... That's so well. Because I know last year you must have made a lot of it on the Terry's, right? I know like Terry's is kind of like dead, a little bit dead now. But uh, I was making like a quid, but it was selling like ridiculous amounts. I think it was like 500 rank or something at one point. Yeah, I saw that and I know you always had a lot of those. I think my best seller. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll have a look. I'm curious. I, I have been looking at this recently. Actually, one of my top, top sellers last year, last year four was a pet food. What? It was like th- I think I thought it sold like yeah, like it was just like a box of pet food. Wow. <laughs> okay. It was like third. It was like third on the list. Like, um, but the problem is that I I know that I'm ne- I'm nowhere near in stock on most. Of, like as well, it's a bit difficult to, when like it's advent calendars. Obviously, that's not. I think I probably only sold it in November completely. Yeah. And so really, I should look at November rather than q4 but I, I underestimate so some of the better sales were yeah like chocolate but i think my f- first advent calendar one here is like uh i can't find yeah. it i mean i don't really even care about giving away what i sell because the actual issue right now is getting hold of the stock i find uh because suppliers are just a nightmare right yeah now. like some of the ones i mean just example thorntons i always usually buy from like I, I always think about messaging them saying is there a reason why for the last year you've only been selling 20 percent of your stock and the rest out of stock like you, you gotta get bankrupt you know i was literally thinking about just saying something like that because like honestly for the last year it's been like absolutely all the things that they were just normal things nothing fancy out of stock out of stock been out of stock for ages i'm like but you were always for years they were just in just normal like i don't know t- uh, turkish delight or something yeah and i'm like it's been out of stock for six months i'm like do you not and then and then they, they did have some but it expired in like this month so obviously i didn't buy it yeah and now it's and that was like about three weeks ago that i obviously no and now it's out of stock and it's out it's like come are you gonna really you know if it, if it don't it doesn't matter but um trying to speak to um ferrero right just try and get that um that relationship i know it's really hard i've tried before uh yeah i think i have well i have tried before get anywhere to be honest it's tough i think they only sell to sort of big wholesalers from what i've seen because the only people who really sell like the big fortunes are like are the big big wholesalers none of the smaller mm. ones seem to have access to that stock i could be wrong but you know the only people who have seem to have exposure to that is is you know the, the bigger 
your wholesalers you know like the best way like like stuff like that so who knows maybe you can get lucky you should show your uh your your fortunes sales uh invoices from the past two years and be like look well yeah i think i did actually say i've put through like you know the number one fan <laughs> 200 grand is probably not a lot to them but i think at one point i was like yeah but 200 grand through you know through you this was a while ago this wasn't even like yeah more recent so it's probably essentially well it would have gone down because they haven't got anything in stock actually but um and i was like you know in theory i could have just like doubled that if they could give me like a great supply yeah i've just seen here actually an advent calendar i've just come up i saw a hundred of them last year mm. like two and a bit grand sale two and a bit thousands in sales okay but i've already sent in 200 this year um and it's because like last year was two years ago i did advent calendars yeah. and i sold literally the crappy ones like milky bar two packs yeah i sold a hundred i sold a hundred of those last year um roi says 65 percent, but i need to get rid of the vat so i don't know whatever. yeah um but like it's just about because i find it's the when they're the ranking gets that good and they're that popular it's so difficult to actually figure out how many they sell um there's no way of knowing yeah and so the only way to do it is to either buy loads and see or do the opposite and improve every year so now i sold i don't know what i sold what those clearly i sent in a hundred of both of those and sold them because i only sold 100 units perfectly um and it's like i've now sent in 200 of this other one and actually now it's out of stock all the time i just happened so when i know there's money to be made in these if i could pick up 500 tomorrow yeah. i would and it's like i literally went on found them and every like you know maybe twice a day i just type in like a couple of websites where i know these event calendars are and i literally just look for them and they they update like through the day yeah and, and I, I think i did it on a saturday um and there was well it was just like these nerds basically <laughs> and i sold them last year and i think i bought them for like nine quid each and they sell them for like 24.99 at the moment and last year i did well on them and i picked up like 300 of them but you know you've got to go like, kind of just be like on on the ball checking these things well i know a lot of people who do that with um, they actually have scripts like they have um, like prompt, prompts you know, if it Python changes Python scripts where, where, yeah and it buys it automatically so it oh did it buy it automatically yeah so you... I'm, old, I'm old school <laughs> <laughs> click the button myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because can... I, I like to do it i like to uh, some you know a q4 especially i like to, I like to do it myself I just find it quite fun um, yeah the rest of the year though maybe not so like uh, one of my plans for next year uh was purchased to you know most of the year first up to this august september is to kind of mostly have it outsourced not too worried if i don't like get every penny out of it because i'm not as involved yes yeah, so and tell me like what, what what have you been doing like you said i remember you said maybe nine months ago to a year that you're gonna get a bunch of vas uh you're gonna source and, and stuff like that um but from you're saying you, you're still buying the sort of same stock um and you have, yeah uh, I, I kind of uh what have i been doing what happened what have i been doing i have now well i've got three vas oh wow okay. at the moment uh i probably didn't i probably had one so luke what, what, what's your what's your plans for the future what have you been up to i know you've been sort of um trading cryptos you did a bit of coaching um obviously you've still got the amazon business you still got the facebook group uh what else have you been up to well actually yeah so you, you didn't mention that a little bit earlier so it made me interest but like um so now what i've been doing this year as well is i've been building up i've been professionalizing if that's the word professionalizing um everything that i've been doing so like my, my website was some crappy wordpress one that i made at one point and like the youtube videos had no thumbnails and all that kind of thing and so like i got a social media va i got an admin va and i got a sourcing va the sourcing va I probably won't keep because mm. I, I always find them hit and miss I don't like them. <laughs> uh, I had it just to have as I could. Uh, but again, I don't fo like I focus on more sustainable long term stuff rather than new stuff. So I find the odd good new thing, but long, I don't think the balance is right there is there for the costs to work. And admin VA is a lifesaver. Uh, it's been so helpful for me. Yeah. Because I, I used to hate accounting and I'd leave it to the last minute. Mm. And now I, well, now I very simply, I, I buy everything. So no worries with the card and money and, but because I know the quantities off by heart pretty much. But mm. that, 
without even thinking too too long. Forward the email to the VA. She records it all in the purchase sheet. She puts the prices in. She sends it. To, she puts on the prep center sheet. She'll then go and take that same, and then she uploads actually the invoices onto like a Google Drive, uh, like a um, Google Documents. Yeah, yeah. And then she attaches it to the purchase sheet, so it's all there and no problems. And she just go behind daily reports, weekly reports, expiry stuff, you name it. She goes and does it periodically through the month, uh, and then she go and grab. Then she go and grab the invoices for like the reconciliations of the zero because she's got all there she knows what's going on she input the data so she knows and understood you know remembers it and understands it uh, that's pretty much all taken care of the social media va will just has been professionalizing everything just to make it look slicker and better and then i've been focusing on stuff like elite sellers academy you know yeah. with me and natalie like yeah it's not great it's not, it's not 10 grand a month income enough like, but you know it's like I, back in the day i was like every year i wanted to add something in terms of income because everyone used to say amazon's no guarantee don't just have amazon basically and so i was like oh that's why i started the facebook group and all that kind of thing because even if i was making a couple hundred quid i was like well that's bet you know if i could even if i made 100 quid extra every year it's 500 quid in four, four or five years yeah okay what will i get in 10 you know even though it's very small uh and i and now i don't I, I don't need to pay myself from amazon to live yeah that's good and so that's like it's almost like step one of like releasing yourself from amazon if you ever wanted to because you don't ever necessarily want to but you want to have options um and so i've been and that obviously has now got i've got to that point slowly but surely um i don't think i was i would have been there last this time last year so like even if i not look we were just talking that i probably not done much with the amazon side of things this year but actually if you reflect like since last year i'm now well i i would have just got to lithuania i'm now like able to pay my well make income that isn't amazon relate i mean it's related to amazon but it's not yeah. the sales uh i have a like all my social medias and everything's nice and professional um my va has got done all my basically all the like even like the emails like mailchimp all that kind of thing website design building a new course it, there's things that are going on that aren't really visible as such um oh, it's like because, I was, yeah it's like i was considering you know really building on it's, it, again for me it's just because i've gone full in on amazon with the yeah. warehouse um because yeah i always think there's different routes of this amazon thing you can sort of um you know prep center it and then to get into coaching and stuff like that you know get into you know start a prep center and stuff like that uh you know to get a little diversification but uh you know for me at the moment until i i, I get enough staff and it's, it's fully running i coaching it's something I, I feel i could be good at but it's something uh I'll hold off for a while, I think, just so I can build the business. But yeah. Yeah, it's just because I was like, I always, because I, I kind of just like quit my job and just went into Amazon because I just hated, ultimately I did I did it because it was, I was like. Takes balls, that's cool. I like that. I was like midlife crisis, like this is a load of shit. I'm, what, I'm going to get five, I'm going to have five grand more pay, like not pay rise, but I was getting 18 grand a year and I was like, I'm 26. I was like, I've basically gone backwards. It's <laughs> like, what, I'll be getting 24 grand in 32? It's like, okay, what am I going to do with 24 grand a year? Like, you know, Okay, then I'll be 40 getting 30 well, okay. just become a truck driver and make six figures yeah it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <it's insane. laughs> and I was just like this is a non-starter I'm not going to be able to get anywhere I'll be dead before I even get anywhere um, and so in the end I just kind of first it was like do these uh, do these uh, qualifications AAT accounting qualifications and you'll get a job much so I did it passed I was like without saying it it's like I went to the interviews and I was like yeah I'm ready for the job uh, your attitude's wrong I'm like what the hell like you told for two years I studied I passed the exams because you told me that's what I needed to do but now something else something else it's like and then i was like this is because i kind of by then was doing amazon and stuff and i started realizing it's just a load of crap working in a job for like even even like i would do my work real quick because i was just really streamlined and i want to go home at five but that would be seen as bad depends where you're in right like that you weren't and i was just like what the hell like if i'm doing it all fast i should get praise because like you could give me more work but like beforehand or after that because i've still got time but it's seen as like you're not working long i'm like what so i need to sit there and pretend i'm working for another hour to just like just these 
these kind of things. And and but because I did that, I was like, I have to yeah find another way. Be careful. I, ha- I have to be careful with Amazon because I have if I if I you know not that I couldn't get another job and stuff, I have a degree and I've got IAT quite. But I was like, I need to also have a protection around me a little bit. Uh, that's kind of how I saw it. Definitely. I mean, I've, that's why I've got like properties and stuff like that, which I invest in. And uh, you know, I still my development. I, I you know I, I have a you know three bed house terrace to a two times two bedroom flat, and that that's being completed in the next few days actually yes yeah, the one that you said the one you've been filming yeah so i'm gonna do an update soon now it's uh you know it's all sort of converted now it looks really really nice um but, you know the property's great but that's that thing took me two years but mm. i think i think actual profit and it would be like 80 grand and it'd be like 600 pounds profit per month for the rest of my life basically so i mean it's yeah, yeah. it's good but um it takes time and it's really really hard to find those sort of things unless you're full <laughs> on it and you know do you have plan for the future in terms of two things like you want to always say be building up your property portfolio alongside everything else like as a whatever you want to call it side thing or passive thing however i know it's not but you get you know is that something you always want to keep doing or do you also want to be running your businesses and then is there anything right in the future that you're like you know what this is what i used to think wouldn't it be cool for example to open a tennis academy something fun like i've Mm. I've made enough money that i don't even care if i lost a million or 500 grand or whatever size of obviously a tennis academy is a little bit bigger than like a sweet shop but is there some sort of and it doesn't even matter if you don't make money is this something you want to do as a fun thing if you get the opportunity you want to do and it might be it might be a great success but it's not like i have to make this succeed because i need to need it for me to live you know that kind of thing yeah of course i mean with property you know i, I did you know i went full at it for a while but you know it, it's so slow and I'm, I'm not patient enough really for it um you know one of my good friends probably one of my best mate, sorry one of my best friends uh who has a development company uh it's now doing they're, they're building up 30 million pounds of developments a year now but it took them four or five years of doing no deals to get there so i mean it's just a long game and you've got to really really be passionate about it and i wasn't really so for me with property is i think it's always gonna be a sideline thing I'm, I'm a portfolio guy I, I i i'm building a portfolio as it like you buying cryptos or buying stocks i still buy stocks obviously so for me property is a uh, it's a sideline portfolio thing where it's a nice passive income which you know i can live on in in thailand which i did for three months you know doing the whole sort of thing that you guys are doing like lithuania and mexico Still quite the same as Mexico where I am, but <laughs> no, no it's, yeah, yeah. But um, cheap, cheap living, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, property, it's it's, it's business, right? At the end of the day, it, it's it's discipline and sales and speaking to people, which is just like Amazon, where it's sales, speaking to supplies, and you know, just understanding value, which is it's quite easy to have a basic portfolio. It's just you just got to really put a lot of time into the sales and speaking to a lot of agents, um, which is very similar to property. Um, in terms of the future, you know, I, I love Amazon. Like, I really, really do love this. I've been, you know, I started it 16 years ago when I used to sell like silk ties. I used to sell sandals in the private label business. You know, it was like a top rated seller on eBay. Um, and I really love this. You know, when I was working um, full time for a, a job, I actually used to work for my dad's company for four or five years. I was in like a purchasing role and a business development role, which is sales and basically sourcing because um, it would be an electronic assembly and you would have like 50 different components with all their different different SKUs or part numbers and my job would be speed to suppliers and find the cheapest price for each part which is exactly the same as Amazon and the other one part of my business was to get more sales and speak to more suppliers more more customers which again is exactly the wholesale business I think um, so for me like that's why I was like I'm gonna go into wholesale and really really attack it uh, in terms of my plans for like what five ten years you know I, I, I really love what I'm doing now so I want to continue doing it uh, the only thing I'd love to do right is is just build it so I don't have to grow 
Wright on my own, if that makes sense. I know how Matthew Wright uh, is in a position now where he said he went away for four months. I know he had a bit of a, uh, a sad times and uh, which sucks. Uh, but like you said, he, he was away for four months and he got back and his business had grown. I mean, I, I want that um, where I can just leave and it grow. I, I want to, you know, I, I obviously want to work every day on it because I love it. But at the same time, I don't want it to be relied on me. So that's that's a goal. Um, you know, in five, 10 years, you know, just have a nice a number amount of capital where I can put money in different things. Do you have like a retirement plan? Uh, I, I mean, port, you, my problem. I mean, not, pro- not, not that you would think maybe now about it, but do you think you're going to retire at some point? I mean, I could retire right now if I wanted to in like Southeast Asia. But I mean, like, if, but if I want to be happy, like uh, money's not really a thing for me like, anymore. Like I, I've got the Amazon, I've got the property. Uh, I've got my stocks and shares, ISA and my, um, you know, my, 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 my shares account, which is, you know, they're, they're all nice sizes where I get like dividends for them. And I get mm. income from property where, um, you know, it's enough. To, you know, it's not enough for England, but it's enough for somewhere else. Um, and we'll see, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm just loving where I am right now. The only thing I don't love is um, having two, three different jobs, which is warehouse manager. But yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess like, like any, anyone, like I've done it and you got to do what you got to do for a while. Um, you know, like I remember I was working full time doing Amazon on evenings and weekends for like, well, I quit the job after six months, but I was still then working yeah. pretty much all the time. Um, you know, yeah, I might go on a night out now and then, but then after I got up, like on the weekend, I I'd be working. Uh, I'd be packing bail boxes. You know, if basically any time that I wasn't doing something, it's Amazon. That, you know, was I'll be basically doing that. I wouldn't be sitting watching TV um, or whatever, like going and I don't know doing anything else. It'd literally just be that, or even like road trips. Yeah, because I used to do a lot of RA and stuff. For the weekend would be a road trip. And my 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 like perk would be having like a going onto like a, a Hilton, like a double tree. It was only like yeah. twenty, sorry, forty quid. I would only get it if it was cheap enough. But like that would be literally the the highlight of yeah you know, the week, like the week if want to kind of see it like what i thought was like a nice night in or whatever just in the, and that was like a, my little treat but ultimately it was just like work until the point that i you know because oh, i don't want someone to fail because i'm lazy yeah i mean i, I work my uh, ass off like, oh, oh i don't oh, i'm too oh, i'm too i'm too good for that or like yeah. oh i don't need to do that you know and then find out that's actually caused everything to just tumble down uh like i've had like thing you know in the past that like, i was broke for ages yeah. obviously i made myself broke basically and i was like no i'm not doing that well not that it wouldn't happen again potentially but you know i'm going to do it whatever i can to stop that happening sooner i guess is the way yeah i think like yeah getting to the positions you know we're doing okay with amazon and stuff it, it really does take a lot of work to to get to where you are you know like doing like seven figures and all that it, it takes you know hard work and it's, it's definitely definitely not easy um yeah are you um are you still got cryptos and stuff like that yes i am uh so i did have i mean i was learning technical and actually it will come in handy with what i'm moving into it's nfts now i don't know how, how long i'll be in it potentially like there's no are you bullish on cryptos like the space crypto like, like yeah Bitcoin. yeah long long term i think Are you? okay interesting yeah long term i think everything will run on a, and i already i thought it's ages ago and the more that we go in the future more and more things are complementing complementing that already even though basically everything will run on a blockchain so yeah it might not be you know obviously bitcoin doesn't um like things like ethereum have its own blockchain sure but lots of others have their own blockchain do you um, worry about like quantum computing which is sort of gonna sort of i don't know if you read about this but it will sort of uh <laughs> you know make bitcoin not what it is it will stop it basically it, it might it, potentially what i've heard that quantum computing i have seen a couple of things like that but um could be a big issue i i've not i've not looked enough into it to know but it's i have seen gym. a yeah. bit about that um the, the guy from cambridge analytics they're like oh, creating yeah. it and they're um they're, they're basically the ceo they think they're a 10 billion uh, pound comp- 
company. He's the fastest growing company for the last few years. Um, but the guy who, who runs that and does um, quantum computing says it's going to be the end of Bitcoin in, in a year, potentially. Does he mean everything cryptocurrency? Uh, not everything, because I, I, you know, I, I, I listened to a snippet from a podcast. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it was it was Jim Mellon speaking about it. But I, you know, I think even if it is successful, I don't know where how far it's got. You know, it's already at what a trillion market cap or whatever it is. So I don't think it's got much more growth. And you don't. I mean, I, I think I think um, Ethereum will at least get to twelve thousand at some point dollars um, in the short, medium, medium to short term. Like if that's within three years, for example. The way I always see it is like if Bitcoin went away, like would anything change in the world? I, I just don't think much would change. So I just think it's a little bit <laughs> bubbly in a way. And the the other problem as well is. You know, if you want to get into the 60,000s and stuff, you're going to have people like selling, retail are going to start selling because obviously they bought high. So it's going to be really hard to get back up to there. Uh, and any sort of growth from 60,000 more, you know, if it doubles from there, that's like another trillion of market cap to, to double it. So, I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I think kind of the opposite, actually. Like, really? Okay. Uh, in terms of like, once it gets past its, its previous all-time highs, so once yeah. it gets above what sixty-five or whatever, it ended up getting to before. Yeah. Like, there's probably not like normally. Then they have like what do they call it blow-off tops. Yeah. Uh, like blue sky breakouts as well. Like, I think it's the same thing. But like it could. Well, it, yeah. There's a lot of indicators that it's more. It's all averages. It's like like keeper. It's that's how I see it. It's all like keeper. We look at keeper. We don't. We, if it tells us something, we don't question it. Why? Because it tells us, and so we act on it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly the same with technical analysis, and so it's irrelevant what our thoughts are. If it's telling us, and the more history you have, like Keeper, the more confidence you have in that like thesis like, or that that outcome, it's doing it. The same with technical analysis. The more data, the better at you know the better that you can trust those averages. And I think it's saying like a hundred thousand um, for Bitcoin, and I, I would say about twelve for Ethereum. I think, Potentially, yeah. And I then I think a ninety percent retrace. Ooh, yeah. Seventy-five for Bitcoin. Seventy. It might be a little bit less because there's more because there's more money in it. Yeah, it will take it will be it will take more money to push it out if you get what I'm kind of getting yeah. at. Well, my issue, yeah, my issue is if, is you know if you if you what I liked about Bitcoin, yeah, you know, I was really really into it like three four years ago, uh, like massively obsessed. Um, and, you know, it's another story. You know, I've lost, I did lose a bunch of money doing like margin trading and got really into technical uh, trading and analysis. And you know, it's it's not for me, but it, you know, I did really get into it. But the thing I used to love about Bitcoin is that you could easily like 10x, right? But if you're buying Bitcoin at fifty thousand for that to ten x, that's what like eight trillion that has to pump into the market. So oh yeah, so yeah, so you know normally with obviously Bitcoin, it's not going to. It's more stable now, isn't it? Just a more. I mean, it's most yeah. I mean, it's still crazy, but like it's very difficult for like five x. And it, it, from the lows, it can always happen. Like from yeah. three thousand, it went to sixty. Well, yeah, I mean, it has. It went for three thousand sixty in like two years. That's yeah. Um, so obviously you can there. You can however many x that is, like a crazy amount. Yeah. But on average for the average person getting in you're probably seeing you know 0.5 yeah um something like and that they get, like on the flip side like i as like the you know ray delario uh, you know says like the best thing to sort of counter any, any sort of recession is diversification right so i mean if you are that's pretty that's pretty much the main reason for a lot of people getting into it yeah you should definitely have some the exposure. more things you can get your money into that the better yeah if you've got more money the more money you've got the more things yeah. you have to find you have to keep going like that forever almost um 
Um, and so that if something, you know, that's where you're kind of more scared of things happening because... Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think people people say you should be in cash uh, in a recession, but um, they actually say, I think cash is always like the, one of the most riskiest assets actually to be in during a recession because assets usually outperform cash during a recession. Um, that's just from my red. So I don't know. Yeah, I think Bitcoin, a little bit of exposure. Why not, right? Um, you know, I've got... A- yeah, I mean, I guess you're talking more about like um, Bitcoin and all that kind of thing where I'm more looking at like the blockchains. The blockchains, so like what? But the only reason I like the blockchains, if you want to use the Ethereum mainnet, you've the currency is Ethereum. Yeah. So if you're running, if you're going on that highway, you got to pay the toll. It's not in dollars or pounds; it's on Ethereum. So that's where, and it's only getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. It's getting cheaper though. And things are layering on it. Ethereum 2.0 comes out at some point because with with NFTs, this happens every time you do a transaction. You got to pay gas, just like petrol, Nikar. Well, Uniswap, right? Uh, same with that. When you're swapping, you got to pay a fee of something. But with gas, Ethereum, because there's so much going through, obviously it gets more expensive. But it's not scale. It's, it's basically grown too quick. Yeah. Uh, and you could be paying for something that's worth five hundred dollars. You could be paying sixty dollars gas per transaction. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and if you're doing a handful of transactions, because you can't you can't layer the transactions. You can't add them all in, a, in together and do one. You got to do them all individually. Yeah. Um, even if you want to buy two of the same thing, you know, you I can't send you two two things at once. I've got to do them separately and pay separate gas. And if the gas is too little, think of a car. If it doesn't get to like at the end of the road, you don't get to the destination, so it's void and null. I actually experienced this. Um, one of my cryptos I bought from three four years ago that I you know hold for lie. It, it did really well, and I think it got up to like I think I had like ten thousand dollars of it worth of it. And I tr- I tried to sell it on a Uniswap, and um, you know it, it just didn't go through. Um, <laughs> and I think it crashed down a bit. But then I, and now I'm still holding onto it, but because <laughs> you know, I didn't really understand how it worked like that I tried to spot, uh, sell it on Uniswap uh, you know I put I deposited money for gas and stuff like that but it just never went through um, and you can like adjust you can adjust the gas fees and stuff because you can but it's, it's not just you know it's, it's all fast it's a pain in the ass yeah you got to do <laughs> little things yeah. it's like and it all it, it comes up into like different acronyms and stuff it's like what does that even mean you know yeah but long term I see like because I, I, I love gaming and I see yeah. like the lot I see gaming every game being on the blockchain like EA has no, like, central land and stuff. yeah yeah i mean yeah but i just obviously i'm thinking more like right now like okay. short term like ea you can buy fifa points you have fifa points that you buy you use those points to unlock cards and cut you know NFTs, you can't sell right? them yeah they're nfts yeah. you can't sell them so that money is instantly destroyed but if you had extra value of knowing you could sell it on a marketplace for either coins more coins or cash they have like an app and then you can like send those coins to like the basketball game or the nba or whatever oh, that is the same but you know all the different versions of EA and then you can go and buy gear on like another EA game or something and like their own ecosystem and then how's that compatible with EA Sports you know how's EA Sports going to allow that I mean they've already banned that before right the the whole coin buying coins and stuff like that you know they they stopped FIFA coins like four or five years ago so how would they how would that work with the compatibility of these big companies like where they they would be okay with you selling FIFA skins on FIFA players cards because you you would originally because you'll buy basically you'd buy that so what they get you would buy it first and yeah like you could say well they're buying it now and there's no resale value but like as thing you know from the original ps4 to 5 people are getting annoyed that like you can't do this that and the other with your games um and people would be able to re- like a lot of the digital copies and stuff that you buy of yeah. games would be able to get resold is the same principle um i think it will yeah i mean i believe it's going to happen and it's already started to happen with other stuff but we certainly have to be a part of that for that to happen they can have their own ecosystems how the 
start with. Okay. They can, they can basically build something on top of a blockchain. They can yeah. choose the blockchain um, where it's everything because it's all through their. So let's say it's EA or Sony or um, no, it wouldn't be Sony. It would be the provider of the games. So EA Sports. So EA. That's only because I just know them easier. They would have. They would basically be on say Ethereum. Everything would be connected because they they own all the servers. They have all that going. But the blockchain is not in their servers. But all the data would run through. It'd like layer. It'd be layers. Um, and people then could go to a central marketplace and then you, basically what you do is you connect your wallet to like the market and then you bridge from your wallet and everything's stored on your wallet and then you can transfer and move things around and then if you want to use it in like a game you've got to then stake it in that game so you can't go and sell it at the same time you've got to hold it um, and then what happens if you want to sell stuff there's a lifelong royalty that always goes to EA and there's always new things coming out so if they had like a, a game with new armor they'd be like oh we've got a new NFT drop which would be those you know new armor that's just it's cards or whatever uh and it's like i don't know it's like 30 quid per card or what, what a, nft if you want to call it that yeah. um and people can go ahead and, and if it's like something that's going to enhance the game and make you better and then in that game you so this is where like, this is where you get extra layers in that game now that everything's based on nfts if you do certain things you'll get rewarded in nfts that then get have a value. So you know when you kill a boss and you get all these like amazing things that like I used to pay Di- Diablo to. Yeah. You get all this cool loot. Well, you, it was worthless. You could sell it to a trader and get coins in the game and buy something better, or maybe like another player for like another armor set. But now this is going to have value. So you're you want to buy better stuff because you can then potentially get it's basically like play to earn in, in a in a way without it being played to earn. This gives you the option. So everything has a value pretty much in the game, and and you can and then you can mint something, and then in what you can also do is you can potentially get real world things. So you, if you get if you kill a certain boss you'll get not only like it's similar to ready player one if you've, if you've ever seen that film like he goes and buy yeah. things in the game but you but it also applies to real life so i could go and buy like something in the game but it may be going to be better better like a gaming mouse or something you know i don't, I don't know it's just an example um and also there's things that they could ea could do as well so you know they have the season pass yes yeah yeah what that season pass would do is potentially get you early access to airdrop uh sorry not airdrops like minting so minting being like the release of that armor release of that set or like you know whatever you want to call it uh so it's like a ticket to the future and, and what and what they do now already is that you get this is what they do in the gaming nft space is that if you hold this you'll get a free airdrop which is like a free player or a free armor or free sword or what they're doing is like you get a free woman or baby or if it's like a gorilla you get like bananas or something <laughs> don't ask yeah. why but i just remember that you, you get bananas and then you can sell those bananas if you want or you can you can build them up and then mint like another gorilla with like a certain amount of bananas and stuff like that crap um and then you get early access to things uh and you you get access to a private communities so you, you can't be in that community if you don't have like these certain things and that's why they could they can also be traded like tickets uh and if you go to like a you know, like I think Snoop Dogg yep. did a live concert in one of the metaverses the other day. And so if you haven't got a ticket to actually log you in basically to that metaverse, because you that ticket will That's pretty cool. log through your your meta your, go through your metamask. You have to have it in your metamask, otherwise you just wouldn't get in. And then you can go and listen to the concert that Snoop Dogg's doing. Uh, it's just but you have to have those those NFTs to let you do it, or you can't go back the game wouldn't let you go backstage to actually speak to him, for example, in real obviously not real life, but kind of real life. It could be there like talking to you, you know, but you could go backstage without having that slightly premium one and what gary v is doing with his v friends yeah that's gonna that's gonna mention gary v because uh he always talks about it uh you get like you know you get special things like you get access 
Well, they're, they're like quite expensive now. They're like 16 Ethereum, I think, for one or something. I don't know. They're, they're a lot. Might change. Like you get like certain perks, like talks with Gary and yeah. uh, you get like free access to his GaryCon or Gary VCon, I think it's called. And it's like creating unique communities. And if you make that community even better, the value of those tickets goes up because people want to be in that community, but there's only a finite supply. Um, and like the better tickets uh, give you better perks. It's, it's very similar to like, you know, like American Express, it kind of seems um like you you know but and i find and it's going to be like i could create an nft for myself yeah. i could be like right you create you get this nft there's only 10 and you get unlimited access to me forever for anything you want to talk about also you get like i don't know you get early access i mean not that anyone would do it but you get you get early access one month or you get free access to all my new courses that come out you get this you get that basically i mean not for me, it wouldn't work for me but you kind of get what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you know i see you're really solid at what you're doing and now people would see value in that and if they go well it's worth me paying a grand for that because the courses are normally two grand well like so that kind of means that okay so what is the price of that ticket it's probably worth about two grand at least because one of those courses will match that will match it but then you also get unlimited access to me let's say i become like a multi-millionaire in five years and i also have all these other amazing courses that value of that ticket is now worth a hell of a lot more you can go and sell that ticket and there will always be 10 i'll get royalties i get like 10 i can you can choose 10 maybe 10 five to 15%. So I get a commission in theory if that gets passed on and the value of my whole thing goes up it, and it's all, anyway, I've talked long enough. I, I remember I said, I'm not going to blab on this time. <laughs> not longer. But that, that's kind of like, I mean, I've only been like look at researching for three weeks. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's, you know, give me a year and I'll see what I can come up with. But yeah, like for now, that's that's the kind of like air, the, the thought process area that I'm looking at, if you get what I mean. Yeah. The only issue I find is like, it's when everyone knows about it, when Snoop Dogg starts doing these concerts and stuff like that that's when everyone starts to lose money right it's, it's when everyone knows about it it's like with the crypto things when the crypto group started opening in january or february people will start getting into it and those are the people who, who lost money because they just got in too late so although i don't know everyone's talking about nfts right those same groups yeah exactly the same pattern happened about four years ago yeah i know I, and then I, it disappeared I, but actually like the price from four years four years ago to now yeah. is higher so with just like nfts if you're in it longer term so let's say that all the values go down and i could sell and make a loss but i'm going to hold them because like if, if i invested properly in the long-term projects that aren't worried about those short-term issues then like you know, like some of the the crypto some of the crypto things that so the nfts have gone from like one one ethereum to like 50 ethereum back down Crazy. to 15 ethereum and now they're at 200 like they've basically gone 50x then they've gone down like a lot and then they've but long term they still have they've they still you know they're now better off in the future uh compared to where they were like the a similar point in time in the cycle for example true but you, you just gotta buy the right one because you know yeah. quite a lot of the alts from four years ago which yeah of course crashed, crashed. they have not recovered right yeah. so you have to that's why i mean i i lost quite a bit of money like uh, four years ago because i got into the hype so i'm a little bit more cautious and and, and obviously uh again i'm probably a little bit biased because I, I i i lost out four years ago and i remember having that feeling that hype feeling you know of being so excited about it and loving trading i, I, I just quite i just 
just enjoy it. Yeah. It, it's it's fun. Like if I can, tr- I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to master it, but sure. if I can, like that is so cool. I'd be so excited if like, you know, I know it's going to be hard work and stuff. And so that's why I'm kind of not like, I'm also taking my time. Um, You know, I'm because like, like I'm doing exactly the same as I do with Amazon. Okay. I basically, I'm taking my time. Like, yeah, I've, I've, cause I had the theorem sitting around anyway. Uh, and I was like, well, you know what? Like if it just sits there forever, like, yeah, maybe, in, maybe at some point I'll, I'll take it out. But I was like, well, I'm, I might as well try to use it to do something that I in, like really enjoy and hopefully make it into more. Like I know I've not made a massive amount, but a lot of the people in the groups have made over one Ethereum in a couple of weeks. And yeah, that's not a lot, but as in- What if Ethereum crashes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so my theory, so that's why I like watching- te- It looks pretty toppy from a chart. That's why I like looking at, well, you say that, but it's printed a higher high on the weekly and monthly. Are you looking at- The daily it has not. You can look at the BTC pair or the USD pair. USD. Okay. Because only with BTC, you can do that if you're trying to trade against BTC, but we are pretty much trying to trade. Well, we use, you know, you ethereum usd on the daily obviously it's a lower lower low but currently it's the lower lower low yeah but on the i mean basically the higher time frames this is how i've always got taught the higher time frames have more weight and so always and so the higher the time frame the more that you would default to that higher time frame like like a five minute if the five minute did something you wouldn't yeah that's that's how i trade like i, I got it yeah. you know and so the, obviously then there's sort of like four hour to our, and so on but on the monthly and weekly it's printing higher highs that's what i look at is the monthly and weekly so that's how i do it by investing yeah even though that the higher high, the actual the higher high on the weekly is like almost non-existent. Yeah, but it, it, uh, it was the high close thirty nine fifty one. Yeah, it made a higher high, so the weekly looks pretty good. And it was thirty nine twenty eight before, so it was like thirty bucks different. People listening to this podcast thinking, oh, like two Amazon sellers. <laughs> We're gonna learn so much about Amazon, and we just talked about NFTs. Uh, oh yeah, so it'd be interesting. Where, it'd be interesting <laughs> when people watch this back. Ethereum as of the fourth or the tenth, two thousand twenty one, is in US dollars. 3,426. It looks good. It looks good. I'm saying it's going to go to 12,000 within, you know, the next couple of years. $5,000. And it could go to like 20. Uh, and it could also go to, I think, like 900. So that's kind of the price I've... Because what I've done is I've basically gone... I've, I've, I basically got the measurement tool and went like seven... Uh, what did I do? Yeah, I did 75%. I've just tried it now. 77... 80% to like 930 or something. Yeah. From the... From the from the very 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 top as in what it so the the highest it went was like four thousand something yeah so my trade if if i'm looking at this now i would actually be looking for a short around 37 36 to 37 and a half thousand with a stop at about forty five thousand, and then target like pretty low so if i was looking at this not that i actually really think i know about (laughs) it i think there should be i would it probably won't go above the first time it might reject off the 3675 is that like like basically where on the daily there's like that order blocks right i always look at order blocks uh, oh you look at that as well yeah i look at order blocks so i look at the weekly order block and it's kind of i kind of do look at that a little bit like i can see like the volume like the, the thickness they call it like you want to have a a guy told me you want to build a wall of volume yeah so that it's not really thin like so it, people don't know what the price like if there's no that, so basically when it goes to all times highs that's why sometimes it just goes parabolic because there's no like history to show what that price does around that point yeah um but i think it would 
let's, let's, let's see. I'm going to give Brennan a prediction. So I think it might, yeah, it might head up to somewhere around 36.50. It looks like resistance now, actually, on the daily. I'm just... Uh, maybe around 3,600, 36.50, around that kind of price. And then maybe have a short-term retracement down to around 3,450, 3,500. Uh, and then we'll see from there. Like, you never know if it's going to fail from that point but uh that's just I, even though i don't really think i'm that i can do any any of this but i mean it'd be interesting to see it looks like a short and also interesting to- there's a short there now on the daily as well i think on the daily it's actually bounced really nicely and it's it looks like it's but it's just run into like a uh sort of order block right where it's yeah up to about 34.50 yeah so you could put a short on now and then put your stop just above uh 37,000 and then target the lows that could be worth but um <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just a- <I'm- laughs> Let's actually hope this is still recording. Yeah, it is. Because like, we had the recording stop and we were talking like 10 minutes longer. Yeah. And we realized, right, let's wrap it up there because otherwise we will be here all night. So, Johnny, if people want to get uh, in contact with you for, I don't know, just to see how things are going, ask you some questions on Amazon, you know, what's going on, maybe they're interested to learn, what's the best method to do that? Sure. I've got a group called Amazon Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's on Facebook. Uh, obviously, Facebook doesn't work as of now, but when you listen to it, we pack up, hopefully. But yeah, if you join the group, um, I, I do some yeah, you know, I post pretty much every day. Um, you know, you can ask ask questions there. Uh, I'm involved in, you know, I have my own warehouse. Uh, I'm big in wholesale. Uh, I'm also big in software and automation. Um, so anything that's kind of like, you know, advanced or wholesale sort of esque, um, I'd usually know, have a good understanding of it. So yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, join the group. Ask me. I'm I'm pretty good with like systems, automation, software, uh, the wholesale. So yeah, contact me there in the group. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, thank you for coming on today. It's actually been a bit of a marathon session here. We've had, we've had a, yeah, because this is probably the longest one I've done because I think it's normally about an hour, hour and 20. So, yeah, yeah. I could talk forever. Yeah. We, yeah, we could have gone on for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining. I'm sure I'll bring you on another time in the future to continue this discussion about cryptos and Amazon related stuff. Brilliant. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And yeah, see you on the next one, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Cheers.